Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Catch it in from the corner. Wolf and Luke. Brings the boom and catching bodies on his way to the rack. Suns, game day with K-Ray. I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready for whatever. All right, final hour of the show, live from the Akchin Community Studios. I don't know if you've heard, but there is a, a Suns game tonight at Footprint Center. Good one. Against Oklahoma City. And this, I tell you, really, you know, this is big tonight because it's KD's first home game, but then they go Sacramento, Golden State, Milwaukee. In terms of competition after this one, it gets intense. Kevin Ray of Valley Sports joining us on the Arizona Sports Line right now for some game day with K Ray. K, what's going on? How we doing, boys? You know, hearing uh, Brian Windhorst talk about floating on air, let me tell you, I've been levitating for like three weeks. So, <laughs> Can we ask why, Kay? <laughs> Does it have anything to do with KD? Uh, yeah, I mean, I so. you know, the, the name Kevin's, I'm kind of fond of it, yeah, but right. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Kay, looking at this, uh, this one tonight, we were talking about this earlier, Wolf brought up the point that it's kind of been the perfect rollout to KD's first home game because there was, he make the trade, but then he's not playing, and then he's playing, but it's on the road. And then he goes and beats Dallas in Dallas, and he drops 37. Now, the buildup has reached about as much as it can reach. You finally get a home game, and it's against Oklahoma City of all teams. What do you expect tonight? Well, look, I, I expect this team to, you know, continue to perform at a high level. Um I expect them to continue to evolve, and and you know we were um, a group of us were were talking actually at dinner last night, and you know the thing that we're going to continue to see is every team is going to kind of roll out you know different defensive looks, and part of that is based on their own personnel. Uh, part of it will be based on the scouting report from the previous game, the game tape from the previous game. And so I think with each game, what you get excited by and about is that it just gives Monty and this coaching staff and the players, you know, new looks and then new wrinkles that they can add based on those looks as they can continue to, to grow their their new playbook, if you will. You know, it's not like they're starting over from scratch, mm-hmm. but adding more layers and just seeing how teams react to them, especially with some of the different lineups on the floor. You know, I was it's funny because we have this new game called Kevin or Devin. Okay, Kevin or Devin. Who's actually going to lead? K-Ray's always going to pick Kevin just because of the name. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to lead You know the Phoenix Suns in points? Is it going to be Kevin or Devin right now? I, I think Devin Booker may actually defer to Kevin Durant tonight. What do you think about that, Kay? Just a guess, uh, obviously. I, I just, I think that... I think that with this Team Wolf, um, they are always going to, you know, I had somebody, I did a show last week, and somebody said, who's going who's gonna to take the final shot, you know, with, with this collection of talent? Who's going to take the final shot? You know, it's not like they're going to go in and go, okay, the, the shots are all yours tonight, or, yeah. okay, you get the you get the game-winning shot, you get the final shot tonight. Because of the, the high-level basketball IQ that this group has, and, you know, I, I thought that, that 
Wendy's breakdown of that play early against Dallas really exemplifies who and what this team is about. I mean, they're about sharing the wealth. And if it turns out, based on the way Oklahoma City is defending, let's say, Devin Booker tonight, then KD will get most of the shots. But I don't think these guys go in with any kind of, you know, preconceived notions like, okay, I'm, I'm going to defer to to KD tonight. Because the one thing that, that I've learned pretty quickly with KD is he will be he will be telling his, his teammates, not to the degree that Chris Paul does, but he's going to be telling his teammates, man, you got to you got to shoot, you got to attack, you've got to make them pay for you know for this particular defensive alignment. Talking to Kevin Ray of Bally Sports. Uh, K-Ray, tonight's opponent, Oklahoma City, is is a team that they don't have Chet Holmgren this year. They just kind of have him ready for next year, I guess. So it's almost like they're playing with house money this year, and yet they're right in that race. I mean, 12 teams are still in it in the the Western Conference. What do you make of this team? A lot of young talent. and SGA, great when he's able to play, uh, but they've got some other pieces as well. Well, they they really do, and you know it, it's I guess funny and not so funny that you bring up SGA because I've been you know I've been wanting to see him play all year, and I was super excited. He had thirty three points last night in their win, and then we get a note about an hour ago that he's been listed as out. Yep. So I'm like, man, one of the best players you know uh, in the league this year in his fifth season, and just to. In a lot of ways, and I suppose, you know, it's not just the the Kentucky ties, but in a lot of ways, guys, he reminds me of Book in the sense that he is with a team um, that has been losing and losing, you know, quite a lot over the last, especially two and a half years of his career. But never once has he tried to angle his way out of Oklahoma City. Uh, There's a great piece on him in the the recent Sports Illustrated um, that that really kind of breaks down who Shea Gildas Alexander is. Unfortunately, we're not going to get to see him tonight. But, you know, you you start with Josh Giddy. I mean, this is a 20-year-old who has all the makings of being, I mean, one of the top players in the league within the next, let's say, two to four years. And again, I will I will say it again, 20 years of age. Uh, this this young kid, young, he's in his third season, but Isaiah Joe uh, shooting the three ball at an extremely high rate. And look, our, our, our boy... Our boy Dario uh, has fit in pretty quickly in five games with Oklahoma City, but they've got some other good young pieces as well with this club. Jalen, you know, the two Williams boys, Jalen Williams, uh, the rookie out of Santa Clara, a local product. Jalen Williams, the other rookie out of Arkansas. And we know the dog that Lou Dort is playing at ASU. So the one thing that, that we figured out, that most teams have figured out, guys, about this Oklahoma City team, you better not look past them because they, they will they keep coming at you the entire game. Yeah, they do, Kay. There's no doubt about it, man. Very, very impressed with them. Um, Talk a little bit about the players coming off the bench right now. Who do you want to see step up coming off that bench? Well, you know... 
it's I don't know if it's answering it directly, Wolf, but I, I just I think it's important for whoever comes off the bench. Um, you know, Monty I thought made a a huge adjustment um, midstream uh, the other afternoon in Dallas. You know, when Josh just wasn't you know the shot wasn't there, and it would have been easy for Monty to just kind of say you know okay I'm going to ride this out and you know maybe the next possession he'll get it maybe the next possession he'll get it but I thought he did a a very shrewd move in plugging in ish and then Tory and uh, look that last two and a half minutes of the third quarter I thought in a lot of ways put the, the Suns in a position to, to ultimately win that game I know there were a lot of plays and shots made after that but they were down by eight and it just kind of had that feeling the way that Dallas was hitting shots like man if they get it by you know 11 13 14 points um some some got a problem and uh i so Ish just continues to work his tail off you know he's been rewarded with a contract um but it you know, for me, it is whoever comes off the bench in any game, you've got to be ready to respond because we know this minutes are going to become even more of a premium for anybody who has come off the bench. So if you're on the floor, you better be making an impact, whether it's offensively or rebounding or with your defense. K Ray, great stuff as always, man. Thanks, we'll talk Kay. to you again later this week. All right, boys. Have a good one. Good, bro. That's Kevin Ray of Bally Sports right there joining us on the Arizona Sports Line for game day with K Ray. And uh, we'll, we'll get more into the Oklahoma City team because that's that's a team that, like, give them, like, two or three years if they keep everybody. They're going to be a, a, a team to keep an eye on in the Western Conference. The Madness tips off next week, and with it comes your chance to win the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Just text Bucks 620-620 to sign up, receive your bracket, and compete for your shot at over $3,000 in prizes. If you register before Sunday, you're going to be entered to win a $200 gift card courtesy of Mavericks in Scottsdale. So, Bucks to 620-620. When we come back, what kind of test will KD's home debut be for the Phoenix Suns? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Three and oh, since taking the court as a Phoenix Suns player. Durant getting loose. He'll try the three and buy the three. Averaging 26 points, seven boards, 3.7 assists in those three games. Durant, he dribbles quickly to his left, goes to the rim and dunks it with his right hand. Wolf and Luke talk KD's first home game with the Suns. Now. Let me give you a little bit of an injury update here. As you just heard K-Ray point out, no SGA tonight for Oklahoma City. what? I know, Wolf, you wanted to see him, and I want to see him too. But the good news is they still play Oklahoma City two more times this season somehow. They've got 17 games left, and three of them are against Oklahoma City. Nice scheduling glitch. The first time they played them was just, uh, what, like a week and a half ago? when they played them on February 24th. So there are four meetings with Oklahoma City all coming in like the last five and a half weeks of the season. Wow. Uh, No SGA tonight for Oklahoma City. No Chet Holmgren, obviously, he's out for the year. Uh, No Alexei Pukashevsky with left tibial non-displaced fracture. He's out. That's helpful. Jalen Williams, right wrist sprain, is out. And Kenrick Williams with a left wrist scaphalinate ligament surgery is out. <laughs> I just wanted to read the diagnosis there. So good right there. What about the Phoenix Suns? 
What's their injury? Just uh, no Landry Shamit. Uh, okay, no Landry Shamit. Is he day to day? Still listed? Still just listed as out. 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 Okay, good. He's got to right get now. back soon if he's going to be playing much in the playoffs. Well, you I have to wonder about it's that. Out of his Luke. control, but yeah. yes. Um, this is an interesting team, though, because of the they they shouldn't be this like Oklahoma City feels like a team that has a twenty five man roster somehow. Like they just roll out a different five guys every night, but they keep hitting on all these picks. If they had been bad enough to somehow get Wembenyama this year, that would have been terrifying. Because you can already, I mean, you've got Lou Dort. Jalen Williams has been really good for them. He's been one of the best rookies this season. Um, you're going to have uh, oh. Chet Holmgren here at some point. You've got SGA. Like, you've, this team, you've yeah. got Josh Giddy. Like, that's going to be a really good team in a couple years. You know, I'm really disappointed that SGA is not going to play tonight. Uh, I really am. Um, I'm trying to get on top of that. I'm trying to get over it. Um, I thought this would be a serious shootout. I don't want to just rule out the Thunder because this is a team that is playing so much better. But when you remove SGA, you move, you remove him from the equation. You're talking about a different team. Do you want his official diagnosis on the yeah. uh, on the? Yeah, give it to me. Abdominal strain injury management. Oh boy, there yeah. we go. Well, yeah, he he missed some time back a little bit as well. Maybe that's what it is. But this is a guy that was is averaging what over thirty one points per game, and over the last ten games specifically averaged thirty four. Yeah, or just under thirty five. As a matter of fact, thirty four point eight is what he managed over the last ten games. This guy, I think, is a burgeoning superstar. SGA. He's a guy that I think is growing in terms of being a true superstar in the association. Well, and K Ray just said it right there, and we didn't we didn't plan that. You know, where he said there are similarities to Booker. You and I were talking about that in the first hour of the show. The really good player on a team that isn't winning enough for people nationally to, to really take notice. Like the hardcore basketball fans know, yes, SGA is a very good player. But how much are you really watching SGA? If, yes. you're, just, if you're just a Suns fan or you're just a kind of a casual fan of the league or whatever. Um, and that's what Devin Booker was a few years ago. We all knew how good he was. Anybody that lives in Phoenix and watches the Suns, it's not like Devin Booker suddenly got good two years ago when everybody yeah. else caught on. Yeah. He was great five years ago, but the team wasn't winning, and so you're not going to get lifted up into that conversation with the teams that are winning very much. So, yeah, I'm with you. I wanted to, I wanted to watch SGA in a game where I cared who won, not just watching Oklahoma City play Golden State like last night. Yeah, so much of what he does, of course, is offensive for the Thunder, and that's the part that blew me away when I started doing some research on the Thunder in terms of how good a team they were. To see they were the number two team in the league in points per game scored with 118.2. I I did, look, I gotta tell you, I did not expect to see that. Oklahoma City Thunder and the fact that we're number two in points scored. And they've done an excellent job in other areas as well. But um, so much of it is offensive. And when you think of the offense of the Thunder, you think of SGA. I don't even know how they're going to keep all the players they have because they've got so many more picks coming up, too. But whatever, that's that's uh, that's their problem for, uh, for the foreseeable future. But they, they're, like I said, just... Not breaking news here, but Oklahoma City is going to become a team here to keep an eye on in the Western Conference as some of these teams drop off uh, over the next three, four, five years. Now, over the next couple months, I think the Suns are in a really good position because if you looked at the Western Conference right now, Wolf, and you just said, okay, which which teams do you feel like are getting better right now? 
It's the Suns. Now, you never know what Golden State's going to do, right? Because Golden State did this last year where they were just kind of, oh, yeah, the Warriors, they're still a team, yeah, right? And then they won right. the title. Yeah. So um, they, they know how to do this. But, like, Memphis is getting worse. It feels like they lose every night, and you don't know when Jaws coming back. Sacramento is actually the two seed right now. New Orleans, who I thought was going to be really good this year, might miss the play-in tournament completely. Like, there, there are teams. Dallas is kind of up and down right now. Um, you know, Denver's been up there. But in terms of getting better at the right time, the only one I think you could safely say is getting better is the Suns. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. Um, it's interesting to think of the Warriors. You brought up the Warriors right there. And the fact that Steph Curry played, he actually played 35 minutes last night against the Thunder. And Draymond Green actually played 33 minutes. Clay Thompson played 40 minutes. It wasn't like the Warriors didn't have their core. Yeah, they're and not it wasn't like managing. the Warriors weren't trying to actually win that game last night. They were. And yet, you had OKC put up 137 points on the Warriors. 137. This is... This is the reason why I thought it was going to be a massive shootout tonight. But with SGA out, it does change everything. It does. That's why it's going to be interesting from my perspective as well to see how the Suns responded. SGA being out. Yeah, and, and and you know, I don't think that <sighs> pressure's not the right word, but you kind of want to impress in your first home game, right? Now, I don't think that's going to rattle Kevin Durant. He's still going to go out there and be extremely efficient, and he's going to be unstoppable. Like, you know, I think it was that's a, what I want to see tonight, though. I, I want to see them be professional. Yeah, and, and I think you're still in that phase where you're you're going to be because it's still only your fourth game with KD. But like on paper, they should blow this team out if SGA is not going to play. Yes, but it never it never goes exactly according to plan, right? So I, you know, the original tease for this segment was what sort of pressure do they face it might be internal pressure tonight it's your first home game with kevin durant and you yeah. kind of want to you, you you the human nature is you want to be perfect right probably not going to be perfect but to your point can you just be professional and just keep adding wins and, and keep stacking really good performances uh here's katie talking about monty williams leaving him in longer against dallas played 40 minutes against the mavericks obviously on uh, on sunday monty understands that stress is the best way to to, to get better you know so as, as much as i can be in those type of games feel that physicality as i'm coming back and integrated with the team physically uh, i think that's the best way to do it just throw me in the fire so um that's usually the approach I take after I get hurt is pushing myself to the brink. And I'm glad he's able to trust me. I'm glad the game was tight, so you know he didn't have a choice. Um, uh, so yeah, that was that was a fun game. I'm glad I was able to like, come out there clean. Man, that is so cool to listen to him. Every time I hear Kevin Durant talk, I only like him more. This is it's, it's getting really ready. Just how wrong can you be? Just how wrong can one person be on on Kevin Durant? Um, wow. It truly is amazing to listen to some people still, even some analysts talk in a, in a non-flattering way about KD. I, when you listen to him talk, the humility that he displays and the strength that he shows and the knowledge, it's, man, it's, it's amazing to me. I don't get it. How wrong can you be about the narrative surrounding Kevin Durant? 
All I care about at this point is he's on the Suns. Yep. And uh, and I'm sure if they win the title, there will be people outside the city who say that's still not enough for him. But for everybody who lives in this city and loves basketball, it'll be plenty enough <laughs> for, for all of us. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back over to hockey. The Coyotes picked up their first win since the trade deadline last night. They always win in the game before we have their head coach, Andre Turney, on. And he will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This is the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. All right, welcome back to the show. I believe it is now five straight weeks, Wolf, that we've had our next guest on right after a Coyotes victory, just the way it has worked out. It's incredible, isn't it? Uh, Coyotes won last night against St. Louis 6-2. They win the season series against the Blues. They're 2-0-1 against them. And their head coach, Andre Turney, joins us on the Arizona Sports Line right now. Bear, nice win uh, last night. How's it going today? Really good after a win, guys. You know how it is. You always feel good as a coach. Yeah, you know what, Bear? Honestly, I asked Luke this in the not-so-beautiful part of the program. I'm going to ask you right now. How many games have you seen? How many games have you been involved in where you kill off six penalties and score six goals? Yeah, not many. Not many. And, you know, the five-on-three we killed in the second period was was really – the, the turning point of the game and uh, we were hanging there it was a good game and Veggie made a few key saves on the rush um, 2 on 0 in the breakaways and I think that was, at plus the 5 on 3 I think that was the difference maker in the game Talking to Coyotes head coach Andre Turney. Uh, coach, you have two players on your team that always score against St. Louis. Clayton Keller has 24 points in 24 career yeah. games. Nick Schmaltz has 29 and 29. So I assumed that they would score last night, and they both did. Uh, what is what is that? I mean, have you experienced that in other parts of your career where you just for whatever reason a guy plays really good against one team, even though that team changes over the years? No, honestly, that's not common. I think... There's an extra motivation for Cal because he's from St. Louis, always had that extra edge when he played against them. But still, it's not because you're motivated, you will have success. That's, uh, that's not a gimme, so all the credit to him. So have you noticed a difference with your players, with your team, since the trade deadline has passed, Barry? Well, there, there's, uh, yes, uh, the, I assume the trade deadline, the, I would say the last week before the trade deadline and the trade deadline, it, it wasn't easy, but we, we cannot lie to ourselves. It's, it's, it's a tough week. It's a lot of emotion. It's not, it's not easy at all. But I think the guys manage it like pros, really, they, uh, they, they conduct themselves in a professional manner, and they were, uh, they were professional about it. I think they, they, we had a, the game against Carolina. You we could feel the game. The, the team were shaky and lost a lot of good teammates, good friends. So there were that element for that game. But right away after, I really think the guys really stepped up and take, take their uh, their courage, and uh, they've been really professional since then. I talked to Lawson Krause after the game last night, and he pointed out that line loses Nick Bukestad at the trade deadline, but Jack McBain steps right in with him and Matthias yep. Michelli. Uh, did you expect McBain to be able to step in and, and do that that quickly? Because he really kind of does everything for you guys now. Yeah, absolutely. I think the banner, I talked to him actually yesterday, and it's all about consistency for him. He has, he has talent, but 
you know, it's an opportunity. It's an unbelievable opportunity for him to have a chance to play with Crosser and Chelly. And uh, I think he cannot take that for granted. You know, he needs to make the best of, of it. And he does right now. So all the credit to him. What kind of rule change would you like to see come to Hockey Bear? Because in the game of football, of course, and especially Major League Baseball, they're changing rules that have been around for years. Would you like to see any rule changes come to the game of hockey? And if so, what would you like to see changed? Well, that's a good question. Honestly, I, I don't have anything in my I think they change rule every year in hockey. They try to improve the product, try to improve the the, the pace of the game, uh, I think it's pretty good like it is, in my opinion. I'm a little bit old school as well. I like the, the, physical, the physicality, the toughness of the game. I don't want that to, to go away. But at the same time, we need to make sure we protect player. I understand that part. But uh, I, I hope we will keep a balance. I don't want the, the game to become uh, to become too soft. You know, you talk about that right there, Baron. When you say too soft, and, and you know, you want the game to continue to be tough, right there. Um, the biggest change in the game of football is how you prepare a human being to actually play in a football game. That yeah. is the biggest change yeah. by far and away in the game of football. What about hockey? Has <laughs> has preparing a human being to play in hockey games? Has that changed over the last decade? And if so, how much? Uh, it changed a lot, I think, in, in terms of the development of uh, the hockey. Now it's like make a difference. Since, since the, the cap, uh, word that right, I think there's a lot of uh, focus and shift because now we're, we all have the same card in our hands. You know, we, you know, we don't play. There's nobody who can spend more money or whatever. We have a hard cap. So, uh, the, and everybody is the draft is the same number of picks. So yes, you can make a good draft. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can uh, sign good contracts. But at the end of the day, the way you will develop your player, the way your player will train, the way you will improve their skill, their skating, or whatever, will make a huge difference in your program on the long term. So I think that there's a lot of focus now put on the long term development of the player, mm. and I think that's what we do with the Yellows. We 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 have a lot of focus on how can we develop those players and how can we make them better on the daily basis. Talking to Coyotes head coach Andre Tourney. Uh Coach, got to ask you specifically about Nick Schmaltz. Over the last six weeks, he, the only player in the league with more goals than him is Connor McDavid, and it's it's only by one. So what, what if anything, has changed for, for Nick Schmaltz over the last month and a half? I don't think much changed. I think he's been good for a long, long time. I think he, uh, he shoot more. Uh, I think with that line, if there's something we, we try to insist on that, I'm putting pots in the net to have kind of a, not just passing the pocket and making pretty play to have a little bit of a shooting mentality, but uh, I think when, since Schmaltz is playing on the flank on the power play, score two, two goals on the flank on the power play, maybe that's a uh, common denominator, but in general, I, I think his, his game's been really good this year. Barry, you're playing Nashville tomorrow night at Mullet. Um, talk to me about that game a little bit and what you're going to have to do well to get a win. Well, first, uh, Nash is a, is a really uh, good team. Uh, lately, they, they, they made a few trade at trade deadline to trade some veterans, but uh, a little bit surprisingly uh, for the hockey world, they, they, they kept winning. They keep winning, and they, uh, they're doing really good so far so lately. So uh, it's a team who doesn't want to quit. Uh, they have uh, an elite defenseman in uh, 
in uh, Roman Yossi and elite goaltender in uh, Yaros. So that for for them, that's the core of their team. They have a lot of injury as well, so they really fight to stay in the hunt. And right now, they're right in the thick of it for the playoffs. So that will be an interesting game. Well, Bear, we appreciate the time as always. Good luck tomorrow. All right, thank you, Bear. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right, you too. That's Coyote said Coach Andre Tourney following. Uh Last night's win, 6-2 over the St. Louis Blues. 16 goals in three games against St. Louis this year. Man, I just love to hear Bear say that right there. You know what he's talking you know, I don't want to see the game get soft. <laughs> I knew, Isn't that I, so cool, though? I knew you were going to like it. There's yeah. the truth to it, man. There's something about it. And I love, that's why I love hockey. It is tough. It, it still is a prerequisite to playing the game well. There's been a lot of fights in Coyotes games over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, too. like yeah, I know, I know fighting is down a little bit around the league just in general, but it it has picked up in Coyotes games lately. McBain, yeah, McBain's uh, he's, he's, his nickname's got to be Bane, right? I mean, that's what they call him. Bane. I, well, I, of course, Bear calls him Bainer. I mean, they always no, yeah, no, no, yeah. just Bane. Okay, well, it's, you, you always have why. to put an R at you the know end. Why, I mean, yeah, I understand, but you always have to put an R at the end I'm, of a hey, hockey. Hey, Bane, what's up, man? Yeah. All right. We come back. Final segment of the show. Final thoughts on Kevin Durant's home debut tonight against the Thunder. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You've been listening to the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Three and oh, since taking the court as a Phoenix Suns player. Hooker up the right side, finds Durant, open for three left wing. That's all net for KD. He's got 33. Averaging 26 points, seven boards, 3.7 assists in those three games. Oh, and this was a nice chef's kiss to Luka and the Mavs in Dallas Sunday, wasn't it? Here's a bounce pass from Durant to Ish Wainwright. KD gets it back with seven to shoot. Penetrates with a left-hand dribble. Stops from 15 and knocks it down on the left side. What a big shot for KD to put the Suns up to. 128-126. Timeout Mavericks with 11 seconds left to go. Wolf and Luke talk KD's first home game with the Suns. Now... Yeah, just tonight in about five hours, five-ish hours at Footprint Center. I'm guessing a lot of people listening right now are going to be heading down there for that game tonight, and that's going to be a crazy atmosphere. We had the Arizona sports poll question today of, is this your most highly anticipated Suns regular season home game? And I think it was like 65 said not quite, but 35% said yeah. <laughs> and um, just the fact that it's a question, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head that would be that was more highly anticipated for me. Again, we're just talking about regular season home game than Kevin Durant's home debut. Yeah. But either way, even if you personally have one out there, this is still in the conversation. This is a great day. It's a great day. Here we go. Um, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch this game right here. The the freak show at the footprint. <laughs> right? That's what it's going to be. Um... You know what's a, it's it's great to see this the the Suns fans that are out there right now to know you're going to get to see Kevin Durant up close and personal for the first time out of the floor. Um, the feeling on this is palpable. You can actually feel the vibe that is out there right now. We we've heard from an awful lot of people. I don't know about you, but the phone is blowing up in regard to going to the game tonight. How many people you've heard maybe that are going? and will be in, a, in attendance to the game. I just can't um, wait to see this team play at home. Get it out of the way. 
and then go on to the next. Yeah. Um, Kevin Durant, I got some audio from him yesterday talking about the energy in the gym right now. The energy we have from the second you walk into the gym until everybody leaves is just upbeat and energetic and makes you uh, very excited to come to work. And they asked him if this is the type of basketball he wants to play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when everybody's involved and touching the ball and, and feeling that energy from the basketball, it just makes it even better. And, you know, it also makes uh, our offense unpredictable when we're moving that ball. And, and I expected, you know, a couple guys to shoot out to every possession. So uh, we're going to need more and more of those plays. It's good for momentum and it's good for our defense as well. So, uh, you know, that, that shows how much how connected we're becoming as a team. Yeah, I love that right there. Can player chemistry become part of culture? That is the question you have to ask. It is part of culture. It truly is. It's not even a question. It isn't. Um, it almost always does. Rarely, from time to time, you'll see a team that doesn't have really good personal chemistry. You'll see them win from time to time. But it is by far and away the exception and not the rule. Well, and he's so meticulous in how he studies basketball. You know, it's not like, it's not, the scenario is not, hey, things were going south in Brooklyn and it's warm in Phoenix, so I want to go move there. You know, it was, you know, Kevin Durant, in addition to having played with Booker now at the Olympics and having played with Chris Paul at a previous Olympics and, you know, working out with Booker, and obviously he has, he has liked his game for a long time. You know, he looked at the Suns and was like, that. Maybe he can fit anywhere, but they play the, the type of basketball he wants to play. And we're seeing it. We're, it's early, but we are seeing it. You, you couldn't ask for a better first three games. And so when the pushback is, well, it's only been three games. Yeah, but you couldn't ask for a better first three games. You couldn't. You, you really couldn't. You build up for this right now. Uh, here's Monty Williams talking about just the uh, the presence Kevin Durant has. The great players demand a double team. And I learned that from Nate McMillan back in the day. I, I never even thought about it. But he, he taught me anytime you have a guy or guys that can draw a double team, you have to do your best to take advantage of it. And for whatever reason, Book's been on the backside and he's getting a lot of open looks on the backside. Um, Ish and Josh were also getting a few of them the other day, and, and Ish was able to knock some of those down. A lot of it is just having Kevin on the floor. Some of it is the fact that you know, we just move the ball and get it to the second side. We just got to keep doing it. Okay, I was listening to Monty, but by the end, did you hear the guys in the background? <laughs> They're counting up and saying, don't miss. Yes. Yes. No, that was so good right there. You know, and again, this is one of the things that I think uh, the Phoenix Suns had in spades, at least I believe this last season, and when they had their 64-win season, was the chemistry inside that locker room between the players and the culture that they had. And we all saw that culture unravel. And now... We've talked about this, Luke, where with Kevin Durant, when you bring a guy like that onto your team, when you bring a guy like that into the locker room, you're going to have to find a new culture. It's almost impossible to to stay the same. Yeah, something that big forces change. It does. Something that big. There's Somebody, no way to just be like, oh, everything's the same with KD here. Exactly. And yet... um, 
chemistry being part of culture. This is something I was raving about last year with this team. Player relationships are so important. The, the love and respect and admiration that you have, oftentimes it becomes the glue that holds you together, holds a team together. Oftentimes that is it. All the talent, all the toughness, it needs to be held together. And so much of the time it's held together by relationships, <laughs> human beings getting along with each other. And if it's a strong relationship, if it's a positive relationship, many times that is the difference in the end. We'll see if that happens with this team. But it's one of the most impressive things right now to me about Kevin Durant is the humility in which he walked through those doors with. There are also moments where you either you saw him in the in the game against Dallas or just hearing him talk or hearing some of the other players talk about him that you do kind of step back and be like, this guy also has two finals MVPs. Yeah. There's not anything any team's going to throw at him where he's going to be like, what do we do, guys? And in fact, anytime anybody else in the team's like, okay, this, this is a little adversity, KD's going to have the answer for it because he's seen everything. Now the question is, can they execute it and can they get the production off the bench? I get all that. And there's going to be, you know, how are they going to respond when they lose a game and they've got three tough ones coming up after this one, but man, <laughs> they are going to lose. Well, let's Ron see. Wolfley reporting. If they win out and then sweep through the playoffs, that would be thirty-six and zero. <laughs> so that's. I mean, I'll take it if that's what you want to do. Yeah, it's only thirty-three more now. You're already three and zero. So uh, yeah, just it, it's going to be it's going to be outstanding tonight to see how this uh, this continues against the team. Ironically, that drafted Kevin Durant into the NBA back when they were in Seattle. But um, the other part of this, and Brian Windhorst brought this up on on Bickley and Rada this morning, they are not that far behind Sacramento and Memphis now. I keep waiting for Sacramento to lose and they just don't. Sacramento is actually the two seed. Memphis does keep losing. The Suns are two and a half games back of both of them for two and three, so that's very much in play now, too. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people heading to that game tonight. Uh, that's going to do it for us here this afternoon. No, it's not. Maloney just gave me a look. I read the time wrong. You have anything yeah, else I'm you want to say for ten that. seconds? No, you know what? Honestly, I was <laughs> thinking about you firing off another piece of sound in the business, No, I like I'd, to call it, but you're not going to do that, so I'm going to say peace and strength. Yeah, that's probably a good move. All right, thanks to Aaron Maloney, Jesse Morrison behind the glass for Wolf. I'm Luke. We've got Burns and Gambo next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.